1: Welcome to Purpose Driven Sobriety. Thank you for joining the Purpose Driven Sobriety podcast. My name is Christine and I'm an alcoholic. Um, Today's show, I'm so proud. We've got some um, recovery t-shirts that are on PurposeDrivenSobriety.com. Um, every single penny from the sale of these T-shirts, which is about five bucks a piece, um, goes towards paying for the show. So we we use that. But today I'm going to get straight into it. I'm so excited to have my guest, Mr. Don Radon, um, and he. Um, I've we've been in the same kind of circles for a minute, mm-hmm. but never really um, got formally introduced until very recently when I came and visited you at your facility. Um, you know, I got to tell you, um, there are people in recovery. I like to think, you know, I like to think that I, I cert- well, no, I know I certainly talk the talk, but I would like to think I walk the walk, right, in mm-hmm. in recovery. Um, but you, sir, um, do it all, and I'm just telling you that I'm in awe of your dedication. Um, and your love for recovery and your love for other men that are, are, are coming up behind you. Um, because what you have is a men's facility that um, is just, it, you know, I, 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 know I, I think I've come to know you well enough that you'll be uncomfortable with this statement, but you're saving lives. You know, you are, you are allowing um, God to use you in such a way that you're saving lives. And there is no higher job than that. There is no higher, um, I'm just in awe of you. And oh, so thank you. I, I thank you for coming, to coming here to talk to me. And on the show, we just talk about basically what we do in meetings, you know, what it was like, what happened and what we're like now and, and what brought you to this place that you, um, like I said, that you, you have a facility recovered and free mm-hmm. over in Hubbard. And so I'm just curious to hear kind of just your story and what led you to that place.
0: Oh my gosh, Christine, it's a few decades of story. Yeah. Um, I once my first meeting when I was 17, it was ni- uh, November 11th, 1987. Um, and I was very much an atheist. Um, really? Absolutely. A drug addict uh, and alcoholic, but. You couldn't tell me that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I was one. I grew up in Canada. Drinking and hockey are, you know, part of the national
2: uh, Right, expectations. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And uh, so I went to this meeting of AA because there was no other 12-step fellowship around. And they're talking about, you know, alcohol, which I I was a little uncomfortable with. And then I looked at the steps on the wall. Mm. And it was, God, God, God. Mm. And for an atheist, I just... No, shut no, right down no, even mm-hmm. even the higher power thing i, I knew what they were alluding right, to right right and so uh an old timer once told me if god drives you out of the rooms of alcoholics anonymous then alcohol will drive you back in
2: oh that's and, big and that's exactly that's my good. experience
0: i bounced in and out um for another 22 years and in those 22 years i was able to put together know 364 days once because I had to celebrate that year wow and uh, <laughs> I had five and a half years once um, and that was after the five and a half years I couldn't really put any time together I had gotten married and I'd moved to the States in 94 I've lived in 47 US cities since Wow uh, since 94 um, trying to run for myself mm-hmm. and Always found me there. I was going to say, what's it, what's yeah. the
1: saying in recovery? Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. I thought it
0: was every, everybody else. Mm-hmm. I changed my identity, changed everything about me, my career. And I would find alcohol. Drugs, it would be like, I had this one job in, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm new start, new page. No one knows me. I'm a sales manager of a large sales team. Uh, and... I go down for my on my first day, I go down for a cigarette. I don't smoke anymore, but mm. uh, I go down for a cigarette, and one of the employees is there. My first day, and this employee of mine on my team says, hey, Don, do you want to do a key bump? Uh-uh. And I thought, what do I have, a sign on me that says <laughs> I would love to do some cocaine right, right
1: now? <laughs> wow. And
0: yeah, uh, it just finds us. Um, and so I couldn't run from it. Uh, bounced in and out of meetings and then in 2006 i actually met god on the end of a rope i uh 2006 my we're now into my second marriage um love this gal she was a great great Mm. woman great christian gal who who loved god and didn't believe in divorce my alcoholism and addiction drove her to violate her own right spiritual principles And, and when uh my daughter was taken from me um and she was really the only reason why I was holding it together. Uh-huh. I wasn't really holding it together. I was using, um, and by this time, it, it had progressed to methamphetamine. And, um, and it was, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the day that it happened and, and watching the car drive off into the West. And it was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And the sunbeams were hitting her blonde hair above the car scene. I knew they were coming back. And, uh. How
1: old was she? She was three. Oh, wow.
0: And, uh. So I went back into the house, and now the house is filled with all the memories the pictures of the wedding, and birthdays, and Stevie's birth, or Emma's birth, and, and, um. And I'm thinking, okay, it's time to pull yourself up. Time to go back to the meetings. Get yourself a sponsor. Get yourself four sponsors. Do what you got to do. And, and I'm trying to cheerleader myself into recovery. And I'm feeling the momentum. Okay, I can do this. I had five years once, almost six years. I can do this. I can do it. And then this voice comes into my head and says, yeah, you can do it. You can get the em- build, rebuild the empire. Mm-hmm. You can get her back the in-laws will probably look at you like you're the devil for a few years but you'll get you'll get it all back and and when you do and all the trust is back and all the love is back there's gonna be that split second where no one's gonna be looking and you're gonna do it again Mm. and it hit me like a ton of bricks that was my step one experience not in a meeting not looking at a book it was on that couch I knew that I was gonna do it again and then I looked over and I saw that picture of my daughter Like the best thing I can do for this little girl is to check out and, and, and end it because I don't want to raise her through the plexiglass, mm-hmm. whether it's the psych ward or jail. I don't want to mm. send her prison art for her birthday, right? And uh, so, mm-hmm. I and she was young enough that her mom could make up a story as to where daddy went, you know. And so I'm tying the rope off, and I'm, I'm crying. I mean, I'm sobbing because it's the most painful thing that I, I know I have to sacrifice for my girl. Like, I'm doing this for her, not to her. And um, I climb up the, uh, into the rafters, and I tie the rope off. And and I'm blubbering by this point. Mm-hmm. And I shake my fist at the rafters and say, what have you got for me now? Expletive. Mm-hmm. And... I go to step off the ledge and I'm struck paralyzed. I literally fell over sideways, paralyzed and I couldn't move and I'm s- on this two by six and I, I mean just a puff of air in the right direction. I'm falling over and dying. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, what's happening? And all I hear is this voice in my head that says, "Call Cliff Bishop." And I'm like, who is Cliff Bishop? What are you talking about? Just just four more inches. Just move me, just move me, let me let me go call Cliff Bishop over and over and I said okay fine I'll call Cliff Bishop and it was like the blood started rushing to my extremities again I took the rope off I climbed down the stairs and thank God that God didn't give me an anonymous name Cliff Mm -hmm. B because I picked up, there's this thing, I don't know if the kids know about it today, it's called a phone book. Oh, you're right? And, yeah. <laughs> and I opened it up to Dallas. and. and oh,
1: you didn't know who Clifford was? I didn't know who oh, Clifford really? was at oh, all. Oh, snap.
0: And so I look up, Bishop, comma Clifford, there's only one. And I call this guy, and I'm supposed to call you, and I'm dying. And he said, meet me on Tuesday night at the primary purpose group, and I'll, I'll sit down and talk with you. And uh, I don't know how this guy did it when I met him. I wasn't too well at the time. I'd been up for four days. I had hair everywhere. And I had one eye looking for you and one eye looking <laughs> after you. <laughs> and uh, he hugged me in such a way like I could just, like, feel the, the love for an unlovely person. And uh, he introduced himself as a recovered alcoholic. And i I mean, I've been to thousands of meetings by this time. In 22 years, thousands of meetings, coast to coast, Mm -hmm. all across North America, Canada, everywhere. And I'd never heard recovered, never once. I'd heard people with 30 years of sobriety, you know, Dave.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, My name is Dave, and I'm a gratefully recovering alcoholic, Mm -hmm. and I've been sober 33 years. And now Dave does not sound... Like the ray of hope. Right. You know, that doesn't sound <laughs> like gratitude. <laughs> I would be just like, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave, you mean I'm coming in this mess and I get to for 33 years right. and end up looking like you? Right. Um, but he introduced himself as recovered, and I, I'd never heard it. I'd heard Gratefully Recovering, I'd heard sobriety dates, and I said, We never recover. We're always going to be sick. It's the party line. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. Mm hmm he says, you don't know crap about AA, do you? And he had me open up his big book to the title page. Now, I've had a second, third, and fourth edition of the, this book. Mm-hmm. Never opened it. And I read the title page, and it says the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. <laughs> and I stood there. Now, if you go to 22 years of college, you're going to accidentally get a degree or right? two. Right. <laughs> accidentally. Just
1: by being in the way.
0: Yeah. And um, – I went to 22 years of meetings and i didn't know that we could get well it's right on the title page the, the ray of hope right on the title page and i knew that this guy i just knew that he knew what he was talking about he was about. telling
1: you the truth yeah. and
0: he took me through the work and within two weeks i had a spiritual experience by the end of my second week i had made 60 face-to-face amends all of this contrary to what i'd learned in meetings it's not a race you if you go into the woods 20 years you can't get out in two weeks Mm. and it's not true if your god is god and all powerful he can take you up in a second right and uh i'd made 66 face to face amends by the end of the second week i'd been asked to be a sponsor on my second week and i'm sponsoring a guy i don't know what i'm doing i'm taking cliff is leading me through how to lead someone through the steps by the time i get my 30-day chip my sponsee had been asked to be a sponsor, so I'm I'm am gra- I'm a grand sponsor right. by 30 days. Wow, and which is
1: how the program was originally it, written, absolutely, right? I mean, this, absolutely, we got to stop the bleeding for God's sake. Yeah,
0: I mean, you they were working with guys after their third day of sobriety. It was hit the road like hit mm-hmm. the pavement. There's lots of people dying, mm-hmm. and this is gonna this is what's gonna save you, right? And the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous tells us real clear. Like nothing will so much ensure immunity. Right. Immunity from drinking is right. intensive work. Mm-hmm. And so I caught With on fire another alcohol. With another alcohol. Absolutely. Right, not mm-hmm. not workaholism. Mm-hmm. And I jumped right into it because I was a man with a mission. Like God, I I'd suffered for twenty two years. And I know this may offend some of your listeners, but I believe that the rooms well intentioned. Um Cost me two marriages, mm. my firstborn daughter, mm. my fifteen-year career, my houses, my cars, my. Because I listened to just don't drink and go to meetings, mm, which is share your people. feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll love you till you can love yourself. All great things, but it, no staying power. The only way that I could stay sober was hiding out in meetings, which isn't life. That's not life, right? And here's this man who took me through this work and I'm having the spiritual experience and I know that God is real and he's moving in my life. And I just caught on fire. I uh, had 11, 12 step commitments a week that I was, I was in Denton County Jail. I'd do six hours there and I'd go to six different pods and I'd bring a big book study to, sit to five men's pods and one woman's pod. Wow. And um, then I had... Me, I carried the message into treatment centers and, and detoxes, and so were living, and I was just on fire. Now, my sponsor did warn me to pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Get burned pump out the quick, brakes, yeah. And I didn't listen to it. Well, them. when you're that on fire, oh, I get it, dude. It's you know,
1: like, I, I got to share this with somebody. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. I, mean, I wanted
0: want to scream from the rooftops. There really is a mm-hmm. solution, and it's not and going to And it's the truth, right. It's not, you don't get, free by the meetings you make you get free by the steps you take you you know and um and it doesn't god's arm is not so short that it takes five years to write a four step that it takes you're not working the third step it's Mm -hmm. a decision you know these are the first three decisions one's a conclusion of the mind and the other two are you know just two conclusions of the mind and a decision
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and then we get going right in inventory and um so i caught fire and uh I didn't listen,
2: hmm.
0: and I started to get sour because I'd go to my home group of 120 people who would gladly stand up when it's time to, uh, if there's anybody who has the time and willingness to sponsor, please stand up. Right. And then 120 people would stand up, and then I'd look at the board, the 12-step commitment board, and you'd see Don R, Don R, Don R, Don R, Don R and not 120 other names.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I started getting sour. And... I wasn't ten stepping it because I knew exactly what Cliff would say. Have you woke up today? Yes. Did you have to have a drink? No. Then go put a smile on his face. Right. And uh, so I just that resentment started to build, and I got separated from God and did what we do. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, What was that like that day? Were you? Were you? What? Tell me about that.
0: The, the relapse yeah I've, i'm just
1: i'm just curious i mean be, because i you know 11 and a half years because what what is your sobriety date, your official sobriety this date?
0: this time is uh 51017 okay
1: i mean it, it you know you hear people you know th- mm-hmm. that that have relapsed and they're like i just don't know what happened and and i i understand make no mistake about it i get that mm-hmm. because it, I, I, there would be times where it's like, I, I meant it. I'm not going to do that again. I was doing, and then here I am. And mm-hmm. it's like, shit. Now, of course, hindsight being 2020, 20, I can look back and go dumb You weren't doing
0: this. this, this. Right. But
1: t- what was that? What was that like? I mean, were you well, shocked when it happened or did you no, have, No,
0: it's this, the way I describe it is this analogy of, well, apparently I haven't tried this, but apparently you can take a frog and put it in room temperature water and if you slowly ever so slowly crank up the heat the frog won't jump out mm. and you can actually boil the frog to death because it's cold-blooded it's blood will rise to it, the ambient temperature right and and you can kill that frog mm-hmm. now if you went from cold water to hot right it would jump out right would jump out mm-hmm. um But that was the fade to black from being separated from God. Mm. I stopped doing one thing, and it didn't kill me, and Mm -hmm. it didn't. So it was, you know, okay. I didn't need that anyway. Yeah, Yeah. you know, Mm -hmm. prayer and meditation, you know, hey, God, how are you doing? Uh, You know, bless my day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the prayer got shorter, and the meditations got shorter, and then they fell off, and 10 steps started to fade, and I wasn't checking in with a response, and, you know, Found reasons not to go carry the message anymore. I'm mm. busy. And just ever so slowly, I faded to black. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't this big decision. It wasn't this big, dramatic explosion. There was nothing really going on. Um, no big trauma back, that no, happened that you could go, that's feet, why. I was in love with this wonderful woman, like, wonderful woman. Um, and I just drank. And then I, I mean, it it was worse than ever. Um, I'd get a case of whiskey and go through half gallon. A day, well, because a lot of people,
1: right? Because we, we do have a lot of no, I call them Earthlings. You know, normal people that that listen to the show. So, you know, people, people think that when when we when we get into recovery, mm-hmm. right? That that it, when we relapse. It'll, it'll take quite a while to get back to um, the danger zone, if you will, which right. is not true.
0: Not true at all. Not true. Well, I'm mean, medically speaking, I'm not a doctor, even though my initials are DR. There you go. Um, a, a, apparently, the uptake receptor is when we flood our brain with all these endorphins constantly mm. by drinking and using drugs. And it heightens the euphoria. Our brain isn't supposed to stay in that state. Mm-hmm. So it creates these more uptake receptors to handle the flood. Well, more uptake receptors mean I got to do more to Mm -hmm. get that same euphoric feeling, and that's how the progression of the illness happens. Well, when we stop, I don't know how or when, but at some point when, when my levels start to get to normalcy, these extra uptake receptors begin to go dormant they don't die they go into dormancy Mm. so i can begin to experience pleasure normally Mm -hmm. and you know hear baby laugh and it actually make me feel good instead of, you know annoyed sure um and when we drink or use again we flood the synapse with
1: the endorphins
0: it wakens those uh, uptake receptors up and for me to get to where i need to go i need to drink a lot more or use a lot
2: more Mm.
0: and It wasn't a long relapse. I think maybe three months. She left, uh, you know, rightly so. Lost the job, wrecked the car, you know, just
1: all the things.
0: All the things, Mm -hmm. and it's not the things. It's not the consequences that define step one. It's it's that I'm, I can't control the amount that I take when I start, Mm -hmm. and when I'm not drinking or using, I have this. Obsession that someday I'm going to be able to do it successfully. Mm-hmm. If I d- just like do it this way, people, yeah, right. mm-hmm. I'm just going to do the pills. Mm-hmm. Pills were never my thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked go fast and alcohol. Right. And suddenly I'm addicted to Oxycontin. Mm. Um, because I'm thinking that if I just change the drug up, I'll be able to, m- like, use and drink, still take the edge off of life and right. still function. Um. And I play the game and I substitute one for another. And I've been addicted to every drug that was available. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a lot of stuff out now synthetic stuff, fentanyl wasn't a thing. Like, right. Um, and because I, you know, pharmaceutical test pilot, I kept trying to find out find what, the what, thing, what right. is the mm-hmm. magical combination. Um, because for us, uh, just without a solution, like without God in our life, without that spiritual experience that changes the game Mm -hmm. um i'm like a fish out of water water is drinking and using Mm -hmm. i can breathe i can function and and the rest of the world my family well-intentioned wants me to stop just don't do it anymore right and if i do that i become a fish out of water and i have to hold my breath
1: literally can't breathe
0: right and i have to hold my breath and hold my breath and you know that one day at a time was a lifesaver for somebody who's trying to hold their breath sure now that's not a solution right it just gets me through one more day of not breathing it's torture and then that day fateful day comes where i just can't handle it anymore and i take one sip or one line or one hit off a joint and i breathe (sighs) and i keep breathing that sense Um, of ease and comfort mm -hmm. returns Mm. yeah and you feel normal i can be Mm. alive again Mm. um so, but my, by my living, my living destroys relationships. My living it kills destroys everything else. kills everything else, everything right? Else. Everything
1: else you love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why we become such good liars, because we can't stop doing it on our own. And the family functions, you know, the family dynamics and relationships and, and working, societal, and you know, there's laws against us being loaded all the time and driving. Right. Walking around, even. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the nerve.
0: Yeah. <and>, uh, <laughs> <coughs> so I end up having to lie because I can't stop doing it. Where you been? Oh, I had to work late. Oh, right. I'm just tired. Oh, you know, I won't be home tonight. X, Y, and Z. Heck, I would lie to my first, wa- uh, my second wife, uh, and tell her that I was going to my sponsor's house and he was going through a difficult time, so I'm probably gonna just spend some time with mm-hmm. him. And I was at the, at the dope man's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, uh, at some point, the water being in the water is just too much, because I can't stand not having love in my life. I can't stand being so lonely, even surrounded by friends. Right. I mean, even in in meetings, I felt alone, because, you know, the meeting makers make it, Mm -hmm. people were different than me, because I made meetings and got loaded. Well, get active and clean ashtrays. This is when you could smoke in meetings. Clean ashtrays, mop floors. I did all that and got loaded. Get active in the group. I was a treasurer you know got loaded right greeter at the door got loaded um and all of this stuff didn't have a life-changing effect it just allowed me to breathe or not breathe Mm -hmm. hold my breath out of water so when I met Cliff Bishop like he taught me how to get connected to the one power that can make me breathe underwater or uh, uh, above water as a a fish right um make me breathe in space <laughs> you mm-hmm. know like god can mm-hmm. do mirac- the miraculous with someone who's seeking you know uh, god comes the book says god comes to all who seek him right earnestly seek him right and um he hasn't failed me once i've failed him plenty i still do um
1: earnestly seeking you, you're, you mentioned that. i love i heard something um uh, what is it, Scott L. If you've ever listened to him, teach a, a big book. It's absolutely amazing. But he said, and I loved this. He said, he mentioned that line in the book where the, those who earnestly seek him. And he said, and guess where he hides? He hides at the same place, a, a, a mother of a three-year-old playing hide and seek with their child. Hides mm-hmm. it's right in plain sight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And, oh man. That just hit me to yeah.
0: my core. Yeah. I heard this, this <coughs> one thing that's similar to that. And, uh God was talking to one of the angels, er, and he said, "I don't want to like enforce, like inflict myself on on the people. I want them to seek me and find mm-hmm.
2: me."
0: And the angel says, "Well, where will you put it? Will you put it in the sky, or out in outer space?" And mm-hmm. he said, "No, because they'll build planes and the, they'll find me that way. And mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like that." Well, you know, bury it under the earth. No, they'll they'll find drills to. How about under the water? No, they'll learn how to swim. Mm -hmm. Well, where are you going to put it, God? And he said, I'm going to put it right here inside of their heart. It'll Mm. be the last place they look. And the big book says that. It says deep down in every single man, woman, and child is a fundamental belief in God deep down. And it's right here, deep down. And that allowed me to, the steps allowed me to get to a place where I found God. And he's in me. He's Mm -hmm. in you. He's in all of us. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just... My heart has been hardened and and inaccessible to receiving what God's been trying to give me, even though He's been working in my life and saved me from, you know, Who knows tragedy yeah. and mm-hmm. dying. I don't know how many times, mm. uh, with all the illegal activities that I participated in, I should be buried under a jail. A few times, huh? Uh, and mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I got some misdemeanors. I don't know how. I That's just was. A lot of guys come in and they want to. Brag about their rap sheet, and I'm like, I did all the same thing you did, right? And I didn't get caught. You probably need to find a new profession. You suck at this. <laughs> right? You're a bad. Not you're, only you're, you're not a dumb criminal, you're a bad criminal. <laughs> bad criminal. Get a job.
1: So you <laughs> had that. You had that. That was it. Your last relapse, then?
0: That no, time, I would that's... love to say okay, that. Okay, well So, then. so uh, I make it almost six and a half, seven and a half years. Um, and I meet a woman and this woman is very sick and i don't know at all i'm i'm just mm-hmm. glassy eyed starry at it i'd uh, admired her secret admirer for years before mm-hmm. uh, this and we had a secret uh, affair and what i have found is that people with longevity of sobriety that actually have a solution that actually are connected to god how they relapse the beginning of the relapses in dishonesty mm. It's this hiding out, or not telling the truth, or omitting things. And well, I'm too, I'm too sober. I've been sober too long to be honest in a meeting, or honest with my sponsor. I'm supposed to be better than this, right? I can't show weakness. I've got to be a leader. I've got to, and it becomes this downfall. Downfall Absolutely. of us, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm dishonest, and I cut myself off from the, the spirit that mm-hmm. saves me. And um, so I had the secret affair, and. She didn't want me telling, I just wanted to tell the world I'm in love with the woman that I wanted and mm-hmm. for years. And, um, you know, I honored her and kept it under wraps. And one thing led to another and I got loaded again. And it, again, it wasn't a, 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 a devastating relapse, this idea that we drink and use drugs and everything disappears and it all, you know. Right. And, and man's in a fiery airplane crash, mm-hmm. so it's just ridiculous. I mean, it does for some. Right. Um, but I was in my own hell. I'm trying to live a sober life and be a weekend warrior and just grind through the week and make it to Friday, so no one knows because I'm in the recovery business at this point. I'm, I'm working. Oh, okay. a, I'm working in a center, and trying to hold it together, be this model of recovery. I'm mm. lying. Oh, the I'm pressure, God. And uh, yeah, this the the business ends up closing and. Um, I start to get this idea that I need to open up my own rehab because I've helped uh, Origin Behavioral Health uh, down in South Pottery. Mm -hmm. It's on the Dr. Phil show all the time. Mm -hmm. I was boots on the ground. I was the fourth person hired and helped to create that uh, massive monster that it is today. Mm. uh, Solutions in North Texas before that in in Denton, which is now also a monster, um, helped them out and and recovery services, all you know, they are practicing my 12 step program, that right? I designed which got repopulated into all kinds of different uh, treatment centers today. Wow, and, and it's not my 12 step, but just how I, I lay gotcha. it out. Yeah, um, and I get this idea I'm, t- I'm done working for other people, and I'm building this business plan I don't have the resources I'm now a single dad to my third wife she she burned off to smoke crack and mm. uh, i had been raising Stevie my youngest since she was uh, a year and a half mm. and uh, like God gave me what the devil stole uh, back in spades and um, I got to have this little girl but here I am still trying to manage and hold it all together she'd never see me I always waited until she was asleep to get loaded and right never saw me that way doesn't it make it okay right <laughs> Um, but it was justified in my mm-hmm. head, and so I had 11 people on the short list to invest in in Recovered and Free that could have easily afforded it, written a check for my starter capital, seed money, uh, and not even missed it. Uh, and all 11 of them said no, and I was pretty defeated. I thought, well, I guess I'm gonna have to look for a job. Um, i'm living in a double wide in laguna park texas which i would never knew there was a laguna park <laughs> i didn't even buy drugs in a, in a trailer park um and here i'm you Well, know, that's not a trailer park but it's a trailer and on, on a half acre land and um you know things are beginning to look bleak it's looking like i'm gonna have to sell my motorcycle just to make it and mm. my landlord had seen uh, what i had done every wednesday night there was a big book study at my house and the lawn would be filled with cars. Like that, you had to decide whether you wanted your arms up or down before you walked in because you weren't moving, and it was pretty amazing. And he'd seen the people that I was trying to help. So when I became unemployed, he didn't charge me rent. He just oh, knew I was wow. good for it. And um, he, uh, when my wife left, he lowered the rent because he knew I was, you know, by our mm-hmm. how we walked that we demonstrated the power of god we were always on time with ram we never late, um and so he he just like helped and wow. um a couple of friends who i didn't i would posted my motorcycle up for sale uh, and a couple of friends saw it on facebook and uh, unbeknownst to me there's a knock on the door one night and things are looking really bleak and he knocks on uh, one of the guys knocks on the door and he, get, he has an envelope full of cash and says here well, between him and another guy the next day does the same thing. Between the two of them, they gave me enough money that that's what I was asking for the bike for. Like, it was like I just had to be willing to, to submit and surrender. Okay, I'm giving up the love of my life. I mm-hmm. sleep on. And God said, okay, you're finally surrendering and asking for help. And he answered with two angels. And that carried me through. Um, and... I got a call from a, a, a woman who i had actually from a man whose daughter i had helped mm-hmm. get through the steps and she had a, a, a great experience and, and he said i heard you were trying to open up a rehab and i said yeah yeah i'm trying i, I just can't get the seed money and he said well i got i told him the number and he says i have your first third so he came with a third of the money um and a couple of weeks later, another gal called. And I'd helped her son like five or six years earlier. And he was doing great at the time. Um, and she said, I heard you're trying to open up a rehab. I said, yeah. And she said, and I told her all the details. And she said, she said I got your other third. Um, and so I'm two thirds of the way there from people I didn't ask. And this one lady had loaned me the money to get a divorce and get full custody of my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Stevie. And I'd totally forgotten that I hadn't paid her back, and it came to my memory, and I went, oh, man. So I took, not, I didn't touch the Uh two-thirds. The remaining little bit that I had left from the the money that had been dropped off by the Angels um, was enough for me to pay her back. And so I called her and said, hey, look, I just want to make things right with us. And it was the last of my money. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And she asked me what was going on in my life, and I didn't think, like, there was no motive in this. I literally was just paying her back and telling her what was going on. And she So was, now, were
1: you still using it that time?
0: Uh, yeah, well, yes. Okay, that's what. Again, it wasn't full off the chain. Right, right, right. It doesn't justify, but okay. I was still. No, I hadn't told anybody. I'm living the lie. Right? Okay, but okay. I'm still trying to do it because I know that God well, that's, is moving, even though I'm loaded. That's He's, what
1: I wanted to, to point out. It's like, okay, <laughs> wait a minute. You, you're still, you know, you're still in the water. If you, as you say, and 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 you're still like doing the right thing. Was like, what's happening? You know, yeah, that had to be the conflict. That
0: yeah, ooh. And so I, I give her the last of my money, and she's smiling the whole time, and she said. Don I just really admire what you're doing and I, you know I've seen you work and for years and and I've seen you in the trenches carrying the message and sponsoring and she said I've got your last third and I just wept like I couldn't I couldn't believe it this was becoming a reality um, and this woman that I'd fallen in love with and relapsed with she had uh, allegedly I've not seen it but allegedly videotaped me getting loaded one night mm. and I was in a blackout I don't She then sent it to people in the industry that had some animosity towards me, um, and they in turn were kind enough to show it to everybody who would watch it in the industry weeks before I'm opening, recovered and free. So, I mean, the devil's coming against me hard. Mm. And I called spots, and I'm like, I've been living a lie. I can't do this anymore. I. I'm trying to start this thing, and there's not like it's all falling apart around me. And I'm in motion. I have the lease signed. I've got people on board ready to work, start working for me. And um, I go back through the work, and I don't have some big mountaintop experience. I just uh-huh. go through it. And my third step prayer wasn't a huge awakening. I just um, I went through the process of the steps, and. We got client one after a month. I th- I thought because of the stellar reputation that I had in the industry mm-hmm. that the moment that I open up it the would Facebook be yes standing page, room only once, yeah once mm-hmm. uh, once I hit publish the phone is gonna Ugh. start blowing up. It didn't, the phone didn't ring. crickets for oh, two shit. weeks. For two weeks.
1: Oh, man. And you're, and meanwhile, I can't, I, cause I, I just, I just know you're, you're going, okay, this, maybe this is just me. This is not God. I'm not supposed to be doing this. i just, just second guess it, which again oh, yeah. is torture. And I
0: hadn't spent all, you know, not even a fraction of the money that was given to me. I'm like, okay, I can give all that back and just. Uh, Go get a and job. And we got a call. And this was uh, a guy who had an 80 year old crackhead. Eighty years wow. old. I, I don't. I didn't know they made those. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and uh, he he had he was destitute. He was on uh, disability and completely didn't have anything. And I thought, well, I mean, we can try our systems. And I had some new employees to the the rehab industry. Training now, experience. Yeah, we're not treatment. Mm-hmm. By the way, recovering free is not treatment. I don't want to. Oh,
1: thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I don't. We'll wanna, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but people. Uh, well, well we'll practice mm-hmm. at, the, at the lack of a better terminology work out the kinks right with somebody who's not got any skin in the game mm-hmm. and um, we took him in and we started working with him and then the phone started to ring and then another one got added then another one and then another one and um, by the time number one had uh, gone through I think the second step, third step, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he announces in, in community first thing in the morning. He said, I just want to thank Recovering the Free for giving me the keys to the kingdom. And he holds up the big book. And he says, I know what I need to do now. I'm out of here.
1: Oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> also, on the day, oddly enough, that his disability check came in.
1: Quinky dink. Weird coincidence. Mm,
0: Man. But that thus started Recovered and Free. And it's been a heck of a ride these last six years. And we're into our seventh now. And uh, it's been a heck of a ride. Um, I had these visions of in five years having two or three locations Mm -hmm. across the United States, a women's location. Like I had all these great plans and you know we're still treading water (laughs) sure taking on some every once in a while right Um, but we're still here and doing it and in our first year it was really amazing the rest of the industry one of the treatment centers that were uh, a neighbor to us had during the christmas holidays had two clients that was it and they took every form of insurance and had two clients and a wow. full huge staff i mean this place was on 300 acres and oh just, my goodness it was like the dream right in texas and here we are this little humble place in hubbard texas mm-hmm. with cracks in the linoleum floor and you know mm-hmm. um and we had 18 people
2: wow we had
0: 18 people and uh I mean, it, we haven't been that full since, but, but that was just literally the entrance of mm-hmm. us in our first year. And, and uh, it's been amazing to watch what's happened. And we've, you know, made some alterations and changes. And um, we don't just look at alcoholism and addiction anymore. That's the beginning that gets our brain cleared mm-hmm. and fogged. And we have an experience around that. The obsession gets removed. We're recovered and free from alcoholism. Right. Um which doesn't take ninety days, and my program is ninety days. Mm-hmm. Um, it can happen, obviously, in two weeks. Oh sure, um, but the off-the-shelf for people who haven't had any success at recovery, you know, my offering is ninety days. Mm-hmm. But I do offer shorter lengths of stay depending on the success of someone. Like God forbid, Christine, that you relapse. It
1: happens in or, our you world. You know, yeah. I relapse, mm-hmm.
0: which you know, I got mm-hmm. thirty years of experience under my belt that sure. if I don't do this and stay connected to God guaranteed right. I'm going to relapse. Right. Like, guaranteed it's not like oh he owns a rehab mm-hmm. he knows the big He's done. inside you, and out you still got to do the deal st- if I get disconnected I absolutely will lose everything that I love right and um
1: So you've got a one-to-two-week stay for someone who's... I have
0: a two-week program called the Jumpstart Program. And if it was, you know, you who are practicing, you know, you're out there and you're in the trenches and you're helping women and you're carrying the message and you, I mean, you're doing the things. Right. And, um, I mean, what am I going to really teach you out of the big... I mean, Mm -hmm. there might be a few things that you pick up. Mm -hmm. But you know what you need to do. Right. And you need a safe place of separation. Get the noise of the outside world out of the way, the family, you know, breathing down your neck, employees, employers, co-workers, neighbors, right. whatever, kids, mm-hmm. right? Get separated, quiet, safe, protected environment, go through the work, quick, fast, and in a hurry, get reconnected, and get back into the business of living. Right. Um, and that's why, you know, I opened a peer-driven recovery model, peer-driven. Um, I don't hire any licensed professionals. Okay. Intentionally, mm-hmm. by design. Everyone that uh, works for me uh, is an alcoholic and addict who's recovered and been through the program. Right. So they they know what it's like. Um, and I think that's why we're so insanely su- successful. Like, if you look, uh, if you Google recovered and free, mm-hmm. um, you'll see our, our reviews. And there's only two that, and I wish I could, you know take a couple of them off because one well, was complaining about our phone system it, yeah. when we were starting because it right. wasn't working, right. I understand, and the other one was a client who uh, probably was misplaced and needed, you know, a higher level of care than what right. we could offer, um, and the rest of them, I mean, just look at them, read them, there's family members that are chiming in about who their son or father or husband that's has That's amazing. Become. Uh, girlfriends, significant others, all the alumni, um, and I think that success is, of course, it's God, but the men who work there are, have been down those same roads, have lost the kids, have been in the same messes that Mm. the people that are coming to us, and so it's not... Book learned people with big hearts and, and great intentions. Sure. And I'm not saying that the clinical world doesn't work; it does. Right. People get sober everywhere,
2: mm-hmm.
0: with or without a big book, at an altar call, uh, in a in a jail cell. Like, right. I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, oh gosh, I forgot what I was going.
1: The reviews and stuff oh, like right, that. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Uh,
0: the success of of, of RAF recovered and free is that we connect with the people that we work with. Mm. And they know that we know. And and the clinical, you know, we're not touching their inner child or doing trauma work or EMDR or any of that, which I have a therapist and have done EMDR on some of the trauma in right. my past. But I couldn't even do that trauma work to solve my alcoholism and addiction until you did I this needed one to first. get connected right. to God first. Mm-hmm. And give a level playing field to a therapist to right. look into those deep crevices. Sure, um, you
1: needed a foundation to 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 visit that. Well, and I and I got to tell you, I can testify to that. I'd gone down to Austin Recovery, you know, to to get sober, and uh, the counselor was a you know was a licensed, in, but she had no experience with addiction, you know, whatsoever. And it's just like I I didn't believe a word she said.
0: Well, it, and the thing is like we can do AIC which which is a, a method that most of us use with people that we don't we know they don't know. Mhm. Or management. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's acknowledge, ignore, and continue yeah so I yeah, well oh, and, and fake it yeah, and I, yeah yeah
1: fake it because yeah you put me in a facility like that I'll admit to anything you want me to admit as long as you'll get off my back let me go get some more pudding and you know I get right. out of here with a right. with a check by my name I'll tell you anything you want to hear
0: right mm-hmm. and the thing is whether they believe us or not um, their job is to report what was reported right so even if they believe that we're lying they don't check us on Mm -hmm. they just write it down put it in the didactic or in their notes and okay next client right next client right you know and do their 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 minimum or you know required meetings per week with their clients and um you know we're with the guys 24 7 and we've been down the same road Mm -hmm. and they know that we know and we can call them on their crap and Mm. we have no bones about it like our recovered and free is not for the meek it's for people who genuinely want to change their life right i mean because we're kind of tough mm. our accountability is very high if you're messing up we're going to tell you if mm-hmm. you're lying we're going to tell you and we're not going to mince words we're not going to coddle and oh, this is life for death for god's sake right
1: this i you know yeah man you yeah you'll kill someone if you if you dance around that kind of shit. Pat
0: him on the back and tell him that it's going to be okay doesn't work. If that was the case, my mom would have loved me into recovery mm-hmm. at 17 years mm-hmm. old instead of kicking me out of the house. Right. She would have loved me. She loved mm. me so much. And if love were enough, all of us had someone in our sure. life that loved us.
1: Right. That wanted it for us bad enough. that Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that connection um, is really key. And I've got it's just amazing how God works. I had this plan, like I said, the five-year plan and everybody that started with me, I had these envision. you know, I had envisioned like giving them houses for Christmas, mm-hmm. birthday gifts and, <laughs> you know, just, and the, the truth is that the people that I thought I was going to retire with and that were going to retire with me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, none of them are with me. Uh, most of them have relapsed because they got separated and two of them are now dead and oh, one of wow. them was like a little brother to me. I mean, is so close we spent so much time together uh before raf never mind uh during raf and and he's no longer with us and uh just tragic like the the thing is it is life or death and the highest form of intimacy isn't in the bedroom right the highest form of intimacy is honesty
1: I sold a soul to soul yeah honesty. Just, mm.
0: it is not it's gonna be okay because mm-hmm. the truth is for a real alcoholic and addict, it's not it's not gonna be okay right no matter how many years of sobriety you have mm-hmm. and, and I've discovered that the length of your sobriety does not translate into it's not directly proportional to your proximity to God
1: no in no way shape or
0: form in fact the guys that that come through recovered and free we have them not share in open meetings until they're done their fifth step because now they have something to offer mm-hmm. up until then they're just in problem problem right problem. they're all just in the problem mm-hmm. um, and I've been to meetings with them. I kind of keep a healthy distance from the clients so that I can still be effective. Sure. Um, and I'll occasionally go to the, uh, an outside meeting with the guys, and I'll hear them share, and it is straight fire. I mean, straight fire. And I'll hear people who are trudging; they're making their way through mm-hmm. recovery, and you know, they are struggling. And it's you know, another meeting will save them. And you know, it's this. There's no hope. There's no fire. There's no passion. And these guys just in a few weeks of sobriety have more to offer because of their proximity Mm -hmm. to God Mm -hmm. than somebody with 20 or 30 years of sobriety. Now I'm not trivializing 20 or 30 years. If you make it that long in sobriety, you have been through some stuff Mm -hmm. and you got some experiences Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But that fire and that that passion that light no that comes it. on yeah. like I get to watch Lazarus every single day That's amazing. get risen, f- risen from the dead and I hope I'm not offending any of your listeners mm. about Mm-mm. Jesus but you know the the Lazarus story like he's dead he's cold he's smelling bad like right. he's gone the family's given up it's, and it's, in it's despair time. yeah mm-hmm. and according to your face so will be it unto you and boom mm-hmm. Lazarus gets returned from the dead and I watched these dead men you walk think he in. had a story
2: yeah <laughs> well,
1: you, th- you think he had a story and do you think he when he told that story that truth just didn't ooze uh, that's yeah. that's what it is but with this peer-to-peer thing it's like I can tell it's it's strange mm-hmm. it's it's so strange and, and beautiful and miraculous how that works you know we're we're working with another alcoholic addict it's like I believe you
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: When you say something to me i believe you and it's just crazy
0: well that's why working with others is so vitally important for the real alcoholic and oh I mean. it's yeah it's not taking out the trash it's not a meeting. Me. those things are great
2: mm-hmm.
0: but working knee-to-knee with a guy um i i get to relive the horrors of my past which the book says that i can't remember on my own mm-hmm. on my own i will forget right. how bad it was mm-hmm right? And people said, something just two weeks ago, I can forget how how I was in
1: a ditch with vomit all over. Yeah, I get it.
0: And I'm telling you, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I can't tell you how many old timers that I've heard say, if you haven't, if you don't remember your last drink, you haven't had it. And the book says exactly Mm -hmm, the opposite. opposite. Mm -hmm. In a week, a couple of weeks to a month, I'm going to forget how bad it was. Right. And, um, you know, working with another alcoholic allows me to bring up like it's still painful to me when I talk about my daughter, my oldest daughter. You know, she's imagine. nineteen now, you know, and, and our relationship is not anywhere where I'd like it to be. You know, she's she was collateral damage to my my alcoholism and addiction, and and uh, you know, I just I just wish I had the closeness that I do with my second daughter. Mm-hmm. And I, You know, I'm, I'm married for my final time. I'm gonna say there you go, n- uh, not fourth. She doesn't like to be referred to as fourth wife. Yeah, don't do that. F- yeah, f- <laughs> last wife. She's my last wife. There you go. And we've got um, a blended family. It's just beautiful. Uh, my youngest, who is nine now, uh, her boys, which are my boys, six and seven. And, mm. and uh, you know, at 53 years old, they have. Where are you, intense
2: like?
0: Energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the love in our home, the woman that I have today is just amazing. She walks me through – I mean, we're just transparent and honest, and we talk about difficult things, and it doesn't make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so great to have someone. Like, she has her own career, and but she helps me, and she's a great muse. When I bring – you know, I've had a challenge at, at Recovered and Free just recently with staffing issues, and um, – that were just devastating to me personally, emotionally. Right. Just sure. devastating, and how um, you know, she walked me through it, and gave me perspective. And you know, she's not my sponsor, mm-hmm. um, but she knows me. Right, a voice probably, to trust, probably better than yeah. anyone else. You know, and just like that peer, that was my wife, mm-hmm. equally yoked, right, mm-hmm. is effective with me. So our peer-driven model is effective with right. with the men who come in. And uh, it's a beautiful life. Like, I don't deserve – I don't deserve it. to be asked onto a podcast. I didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> be Before I to, did
1: my first show, oh, honey, you know, I didn't either. I've got to tell you, the
0: camera's freaking me out. I thought it was just going to be voice. Um, or I would have shaved. Uh, um, I mean, to be asked to do something like this. I was asked the, – the only thing I was asked back in the day was, was I holding? Mm-hmm. Or asked to leave,
2: right? Oh, right. Mm.
0: And not come back. Like, get out. Mm-hmm. To do this life-giving opportunity, to talk to other people who are in difficult situations, or maybe they're recovered and just need a spark, need, right. need a you know a breath of fresh air into their sails. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're listening, like uh, the statistics are that that uh, one in four. Americans um, know someone suffering from addiction if they're not themselves. Oh, I'm surprised f- it's that
1: low. I would think it would s- be more than that even. Some
0: f- some form, whether it's a process addiction like gambling or sex or uh, food mm-hmm. uh, or chemical like, you know, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol. Um, so everybody knows somebody. If one in four Americans suffer it, If 25% mm-hmm. of... And that's the best guess because alcoholics lie. Right. Like, that is lie. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So... So 25 percent. That means I know somebody who's suffering, and I don't know the resources. I can't tell you how many people call me, and they don't even know what questions to ask. I have a family member who's dying. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And I all coach, and like I've coached families, uh, and work with them well beyond what I think any other place would. I'm very involved as an owner. Right. Um, I try to pick up all the guys from wherever they are and bring them into the center so I can get to know them personally and hear some of their story and share some of mine and start that connection. Right,
1: way. absolutely.
0: Um, and you know I, I do big book lectures and hear fifth steps and um, some of the guys when they graduate on, we also have a, a sober living component so they can just transition right out of the, the program into sober living um you know, some of the guys asked me to sponsor him and work with him what an honor mm-hmm. and I get to do that in a licensed facility you can't talk to a previous client for 2 years that's no, nuts no that's contact ridiculous. no contact that's nuts um and we don't do that uh, and, you know, the, the little town of Hubbard doesn't have much to offer, but it's got a really big heart. And when I've opened up, they uh, had a real difficult time with me opening up a women's center because it backs up to a daycare or a oh, men's center. Oh, right. And I said, you know, as I'm supposed to do this five minute little deal uh, to town council as an introduction. Oh. Um, just to introduce what I'm doing, I'm, I'm you know, all dressed this up. This is what in a I'm going to do for your neighborhood. And, and this is yeah. is what we're going to do. And Ex- they came against me so hard. I mean, it was an interrogation. I mean, they might as well have the lamp. out. And I
1: understand that. Okay, I'm, I mean, if you devil's advocate, when you step back and you go, okay, I'm taking, especially people that are ignorant, and that's not offensive, but people, when you're ignorant, you just don't know. Right. People that are ignorant to addiction, you know, to and they take it, they're taking their three year old little girl to this daycare and going to work. I would be, you know I mean, I could understand that.
0: Well, this important detail I've accidentally left out, and that is the same place that I worked at, which was a women's facility that ended up closing is the building that we're now in. So it was already a rehab mm. months earlier. Except it was facility. women. Mm-hmm. And when it shut down, I said to the owner, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And it was months in between shutting down. And, and by the time we opened, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this before I had one investor. And he mm-hmm. hung on. And he was kind enough to hang on to the property and not sell it. And, and it happened. And I've got the lease signed and everything on board. And I go to do this introduction with the town council. And it is a witch hunt. I mean, Mm. 45-minute grueling. And all I can think of is, do you know that this is called discrimination when the evidence is that you have had women Mm -hmm. in addiction and alcoholism in the same facility backing up to the same daycare. And now it's a man doing it. And I don't want to say the word but it's boiled my blood is
1: boiling mm, I boiling. can only imagine God. And, and my sweet
0: little daughter who at this point is now three the same age that my other daughter was taking for me uh, is um, had walked in she wanted to wear a princess dress so she's wearing a, a princess costume dress mm-hmm. into the town ho- co- council meeting mm. and she's sitting there in the back you know, one of the rows I don't recall which one and, and I said you don't understand like wouldn't subject your families or children to anything I'm not subjecting my family or children to. Like, my daughter and I are going to live on campus with these men. Right. And we've got a separate hallway that's sure. closed off. And, um, significant space. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really the best place to raise a little girl, but, safe. you know, safe. Mm-hmm. And we had tons of cameras inside and all kinds of roles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they said, oh, You should have said that in the beginning, yeah. Welcome.
2: (laughs) It was my little girl
0: who saved, recovered, and free, and put us on the map. Uh, And it's just amazing, you know, just amazing. And so, uh, but there still was resistance, even after we got passed by the town council. The community had started a petition to shut us down. I mean, there were I don't know how many names, but it was getting passed through the churches. um, I mean, it was it was getting some traction, I guess, and they didn't adhere to it because I met That just all had the to make you feel awful. Oh, I mean, well, just I had two choices at that you point, know? right? Um, do I just seclude and I won't even buy anything from the town of mm-hmm. Harvard? We'll get our gas outside of Harvard. We'll buy our groceries outside of Harvard. Everything that the guys do will be outside of Harvard. You'll never see us. We'll just mm. stay away from you. Or I can show them who we really are. I can break the stigma. Right. And so I met a, a man who was really active in Harvard, Eugene Fulton, and he uh, was one of the only guys doing service work in the community as a volunteer, clean, doing little cleanup projects, and he was pretty much single-handed. I right. guess he had a couple of guys who would come help out, out every once in a while. And I said, Eugene, you need, you need a hand? And he said, yeah. And so I built into my program um, two days a week, uh, tuesdays and thursdays there's two hours that we allot to it's called serve serve our community mm-hmm. and we don't take any donations we don't take any exchange of services for it right and we do cleanup projects we clean you know we maintain the pin oak cemetery so that people have a nice clean place to
1: come to visit and, uh, yeah you know
0: honor their their loved ones and um we we beautified their little town. They've got four man-made lakes and a little park there and no one was coming to visit and no one was coming to stay and we cleaned all the pads and made it, you know, accessible and now it's up and running and we paint the town uh, pool and since then it's totally continued to evolve and the town has started to see who we really are, that we're just sons, Mm -hmm. that we're just brothers, that Mm -hmm. we're just fathers. Right. Right? We're good men who have a bad illness and uh, now the elementary school i was gonna say i saw pictures on
1: your facebook page not long ago you're all your guys were in an elementary school helping teachers put their classrooms together yes
0: ma'am and we were concession stand for friday night lights and i mean we're so highly involved
1: beautiful
0: the drugstore the pharmacy in hubbard there's only one um is selling our t-shirts for uh to help proceeds and mm-hmm. people are buying them uh, you know that support us and uh, you know if you're wearing a recovered and free shir- shirt in the town of harvard you're almost treated like royalty the businesses there know that our men work they show up when they, they say help. they're going to do right. and and they do it they, they have integrity and they're not late for their shift and they volunteer when somebody when who needs who wants to work over right now there's not a lot of job opportunities there in harvard but the ones that are hire our guys right um knowing that it's temporary knowing that they're not going to be there forever um there's a couple of guys that i dwayne my right hand man mm-hmm. he's gonna die recovering free he's my right hand man most trusted uh, individual in my organization um, and he came in he was so broken and busted up uh he urinating on himself in the bed mm. i mean just totally broken and he's my right-hand man today. He's been, you know, he's had such a divine wake-up call from God and right. movement in his life. He does his, te- he's like the church guy. Like, he never intended that. He was never a church Get member. Really? And all the churches in the area are getting him to do his testimony, and it's really amazing. That is beautiful. Said, you know, and when he graduated, he said, well, where do I carry the message? I said, why don't you go talk to the local church here and see if you can't volunteer and help out there and then it turned into him serving the Jesus table when it was open the homeless shelter Mm -hmm. or the homeless meal the church put on uh, Methodist church put on Um, Rainey I can't remember his first name um, was ahead of that and he just got involved and now he's telling his testimony all over Texas it's really really amazing
2: that is amazing Um,
0: and just to watch these men just, uh, Dwayne had eight grandchildren. He now knows all their names, and they want to see him. Wow. His daughter, uh, one of his daughters came and uh, told her story to one of our family days. We have a family day for the guys where we educate the parents or the family members for an hour. We all break bread together, and that's amazing, the two churches that are in town, the two big churches, yeah. uh, Baptists and, and Methodists. Fight the women fight over who's gonna donate the best home cooked meals. Oh and wow, for the I mean, for, it's for the family day. Amazing, it's amazing. Oh yeah, and they drop off cookies and um, just the change that we're just gone from you know not in my backyard, Christ, right? To embraced and loved and supported by by uh, so many members of the community.
1: That's uh, amazing. And the
0: woman who started the petition. She came to me nine months, maybe a year ago. Said, can we talk in private? I said, yeah, absolutely. She said, I, I want to make amends.
1: Wow.
0: I was wrong. I couldn't believe it. I've never had someone who's not an alcoholic or an addict. Right, who does that? Who does that? <laughs> and, and she made amends. She said, you know, God's all over this place on what you guys are doing. And when I have visitors come into the center, again, it's not much. You know, it was a... Uh, an old retirement home mm-hmm. or, or old age home uh, built in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not much to look at. Um, and people come onto the property and just, they can feel the spirit. They right. can feel God there. And um, yeah, I mean, to go from that one extreme to the other is just, I, I reflect on it and I just can't, our last, our second, last family day, there was 40 people that had come. I'm going to get teary-eyed just looking at all the faces and look at all the, the kids and parents and wives and significant others. Come.
1: Well, and recognizing the healing that, you know, it, it you know, in, a, in addiction, it, wh- what you're doing, you're not just helping the individual heal. Right. You know, um, it, it just, it, 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 um. It's spider webs, you know, mm-hmm. just the same way our addiction did, right? Absolutely. It, it infects, it infected our families, and it affected, infected our children and our spouses and our loved ones. And but recovery can do the same thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and break those generational curses that you know um, have run in families for so long. That cycle can be stopped.
0: Mm-hmm. And instead of leaving a wake of destruction, it's a wake of life and right? hope. Hope and happiness, and um, it's not – I mean, it's not a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of trouble. Well, getting there wasn't a straight that line, that huh? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we offer um, CODA of work for the families. Not a lot of them embrace it because – So what – explain what CODA is. Uh, Codependence code code Anonymous. Okay. Um, we offer some of the, some of the work mm-hmm. uh, there. And we do it with the man. That's what I was saying earlier, is that once we get the man through the 12 steps in his 90 days, we begin to work on codependency. And I didn't realize it, but codependency is why I realized mm. Makes sense. It's because you know, I had a connection with God. It wasn't mm. my lack of God. It was my over-dependence on people mm-hmm. and that my s- sense of self-esteem and self-worth my value on this earth depended on whether you liked me or not. Right. Whether you, you were happy or not. Mm-hmm. And what do I got to do to make you happy? Well, if this will make you happy, I'll do that. And even though I mm-hmm. do it resentfully because it's something I didn't want to do, I would do it anyway because. Why am I always doing the dishes? Why am I always doing the laundry? Why am I always doing the domestic stuff? Right. Well, and those resentments. I wanna yeah. Ke- I want to keep her happy. I, uh, and my sponsor, my co-sponsor, who I have a co-sponsor and an AA sponsor, she said, Don you don't have the ability to make someone happy. Mm-hmm. You will never make her happy. And, and you'll literally kill yourself trying. Oh, and it mm-hmm. shocked the heck out of me. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Nobody can make you happy or not happy. You decide. You get to decide how you look at something. And so she's been doing a lot of work with, I'm a slow study. Though. <laughs> but, but Most <laughs> of us are in these <laughs> programs. <laughs> she, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's a great inspiration for me, and she does a lot of great work. And, you know, we we do the work as far as we can go with the men mm-hmm. in, that have completed the twelve steps. They're currently helping, and that's the other thing is that we're teaching them, these men how to be sponsors. So, right. so When they get out, they're ready to take somebody on. They're go ready.
2: Go
1: spread the wealth. Go yeah. yeah share what you've learned because because I do, I do believe that you can't keep it if you don't share it. I do believe that in in our program that that you you can't live a selfish, clod of a life and 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 or I guess I guess you could but it's in my humble opinion it's miserable Mm -hmm. because that's where the go-go juice is when you when you're investing Ah. in other people what you get back it's not cliche it's true that's the man there's nothing like it
0: and that's one of my favorite parts of the big book it's on page 159 it says that um, these men had found something brand new in life Mm. and although they knew they must help others in order to stay sober that motive became secondary it was transcended by the joy they felt Mm. in giving themselves freely for others Mm -hmm. and so i want these men to experience that like here's the juice here's the real thing being a servant having a servant heart being a part of a community doing that service out in the community Mm -hmm. like you belong and not only do you belong you bring light to dark dark not only do you
1: belong you're wanted yes
0: yes and uh And it's just, uh, you know, we do that CODA work and and guys get to look at recovery from a different angle. And it really is. I thought, I arrogantly thought, even if I am codependent, I have the original 12 steps Mm -hmm. from the original writers Mm -hmm. of the big book. And and I'm telling you, Melinda uses the same big book, but she puts the people-person spin on it. Right. The the people problem, she calls it. um, On it. And I just am amazed. I've been codependent since I'm... I can't remember. Right. And uh, alcoholics and addicts have to be. Like, 100% of addicts and alcoholics are codependent. They right. won't accept it. They won't. Many of them might say, yeah, yeah, I, I pick, uh, my picker is broken.
1: Yeah, same thing. It's You're just not, saying it it's different. Not, no, it's
0: not your picker. <laughs> it's you <that's> Right. <laughs> the results are the and, same. <laughs> and, you know, if we can just fix you, mm-hmm. stop looking for Mrs. Wright because she doesn't exist.
1: Right exactly she doesn't exist mm-hmm.
0: and you can start trying to be mr right right then when both of you are ready god will bring you together mm-hmm. but if you don't and you jump the gun and you're not ready and you don't fix what the real problem is then you're going to find yourself in the same mess over and, and
1: over. carrying the same problems that you've had in all the other relationships into this one god
0: is so great you know he allows us to do an open book test and the and the answers are in the book Mm -hmm. open book test Mm -hmm. and if we fail he allows us to take it as many times as we want yeah Yeah, so I could I could burn through all kinds of relationships over and over and over and over again 40 more days right (laughs) and if I can just get the right one and then at some point I start to fix me and get connected with God in this area of Mm -hmm. my life and then all of a sudden my relationships get better
1: Strangely, the, huh?
0: the depth and the like. I don't have a lot of close friends. I, mm-hmm. The ones that I do are very close, um, and the relationships that I've had in the past, romantic relationships that I've had in the past, have been very much come here, go away, come here, go right. away. Right, You're right. too close. Oh, not not that intimate. Uh, you need to be back here. Oh, don't leave. Right. Don't no, leave. Where come are you going? Oh, yeah, that's, yep. like t- mm-hmm. that's like. Ooh, and and, and um, and now Danielle and I have been through. I mean so so much peaks and valleys and and we're together on this on this walk Mm -hmm. and she's helped me in areas that i've never received help from through a woman and it's healthy stuff it's not dependence it's she shines light on things and raises helps raise my awareness and supports me through difficult times and you know there's times where i have to spend two or three days overnight at the center and it's it's a burden for her because Mm -hmm. she's got we got three She's kids. Got the three kids, the small ones, yeah. And, and and it's a lot. It's a heavy load. I she went away for three days uh, to oh. a women's executive uh, retreat, mm-hmm. and um, I had the kids for three days during the school <laughs> week. Thought, oh, oh, during school week. Oh. Making lunches and all that. Yeah. Thing. No problem. And I'm telling you what, when Danielle came back, I slept for three days. <laughs> I, and you're I, never
1: allowed to leave again.
0: <laughs> how do you do this? And there are periods I, I've, I've got a co-occurring disorder, which, you know, I have opinions about people who get diagnosed early in recovery mm-hmm. um, because the insurance companies pay more for people with dual diagnosis. Right. So when you go to rehab when you, or treatment, uh, licensed treatment facilities, um, and you're putting up the one thing that you've breathed water, you know, mm-hmm. breathed underwater with, mm-hmm. you're going to have anxiety. You're going to have depression. Sure you're not bipolar, you're not you don't have acute anxiety right. or depressive disorders.
1: But if they can add, add a label, ha-
0: but if I can do that, then I get more money. And so addicts and alcoholics are going into rehab and they're coming out with a gallon bag of new prescriptions mm. and a new diagnosis. And the addict and the alcoholic or loves cr- to hear well, that. I want to hear that it's a new crutch. Yep. I want to hear that it's this and not alcohol. And not me. Right, right, and the family is like, "Oh, little Johnny is an answer. alcoholic and an addict. Yeah. It's because he's bipolar. Mm-hmm. It's, he's you know chronically depressed." Or, and I'm not saying that we don't have those, but there was a there was a man who was a doctor opened up a rehab out in Kentucky for other doctors because they're special. They mm-hmm. can't just go to the regular mm-hmm. facility, um, and he posed a question to the audience, who are all doctors, and he said, 8 percent of Americans." Have acute anxiety and depressive disorders. And he said, How many, what percentage of addicts and alcoholics do you think have acute anxiety and depressive disorders? And from the crowd, you could hear in the background, 30%, 50%, 100%. And he said, 8% were average Americans.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Right? We're just people. This idea that people who don't have addiction or alcoholism, I mean, I, I, I mean, I appreciate the earth people thing, but I, when people say they're normies, it puts us in like this subclass of human. Right. And it's almost Mm self-deprecating. Unconsciously, I do this, right? And so like, but people with diabetes don't walk around going, hi, my name's Don and I'm a diabetic. Right. And I'm less than you because my body doesn't produce. I'm not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're average Americans. We just have this disease, this illness. That separates us from God. Mm -hmm. The alcohol and drugs do for sure. Mm -hmm. And it makes me different. I'm normal in every other area. I work just as hard. I play just as hard. I love just as hard. I hurt just as hard. Mm -hmm. It's not like my pain is any worse than the neighbor's pain who's not an alcoholic or an addict. Um, We're just normal people who have this illness. It's not socially acceptable. It's, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about who we are right but we're we're just part of God's kids we're not the red-headed stepchild right we're, he didn't have any grandkids mm-hmm. right we're mm-hmm. all his mm-hmm. kids and uh I've been blessed with addiction and alcoholism because it's what brought me to my knees and that's where I found God and it's at the end of that rope that he told me to go call Cliff and I didn't have a straight line and I did relapse and relapse doesn't mean it's the worst thing in the world right like, there's tons of people who, who have a miracle happen, stage four cancer, and it's just suddenly gone. He was prayed over. She was prayed over. It's gone. Miracle. Right, right. And then they relapse. No one gives up hope. Mm-hmm. They start praying again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And with addicts and alcoholics, like, oh, relapse is the most devastating thing. It doesn't have to be. No. Now, uh, I'm not promoting relapse.
1: People it's what die. what you do afterwards.
0: People die. You yeah. You know they do? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to end that way, right? If a man knows or a woman knows that there is a solution available and they elect not to take this solution, we can't get rid of the problem. I can't remove my alcoholism and addiction. Right. But I do have a choice to embrace the solution or not,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so, you know, th- that's why I coach families on, once he's been through this program, if he relapses, he does have a choice, not in, t- he doesn't choose to drink or to use, he's lost that. right? but he can choose to do the 12 steps. To go back to doing what he Mm -hmm.
1: knew worked in the first place that Mm -hmm. got him into recovery. Mm -hmm. So how can Mm -hmm. people, if there's someone that's, that's listening that is, is in need of, of help, how can people reach you or, or reach the facility or how's all the things? There's
0: a couple of avenues. Um, On our, our website, on Google, Uh, on Facebook so I can just
1: Google recovered and And free free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hubbard Texas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
0: you'll find us uh, and the phone number that's on there is my personal cell phone number I answer it 24 7 if I'm conscious Mm -hmm. Um, and so you you can call I do all the admissions because I want to know that a man who's coming to us Really wants to change. Right, isn't c- doing consequence aversion. Isn't just trying to appease the family. Sure, isn't trying to get the law off of his back mm-hmm. and get a lower sentence. I mean, some of those things may be true, but I want a guy who really is willing to true through concrete. Right, to get well because, as I said, we're not an easy place to. You you won't you'll get voted off the island real if you're soon. Playing right. games. Right. Um, and so there's that avenue. Just reach out to me at 817-240-4124. And I've been told you shouldn't do that on the internet. You'll be trolled. And b- 817-240-4124. <laughs>
1: Who needs to hear? It's going to um, hear. And you're also, you got a Facebook page, a Facebook page you got page, a recovered website. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: recoveredandfree.com. Um, and maybe not so eloquently, you can also go to recoveredaf.com.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And free. Get your
0: mind out <laughs> and, of the gutter. And, and free. And free. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also another uh, organization that I'm on the board with is called Access to Freedom. And Access to Freedom uh, reaches and supports and helps people who are under the underserved community of men. Um, and those are men who don't have anything they're destitute they right. have burned every bridge there's no more support there's no finances and unfortunately I cannot operate recovered and free I got to keep the lights on I got to well, keep treated, payroll yeah. go- going and feed the men that are at the center right and electricity and all those wonderful things mm-hmm. the utility company doesn't care how big right? my heart is <laughs> but access to freedom um, allows men to get access to a place like recovered and free mm-hmm. and they take donations they have a, w- a website also uh, and it's access to uh, freedom TX as in Texas
1: mm-hmm. dot org, dot org. Okay. Dot org.
0: Um, and uh, we take donations that way Or you, again you can call that number uh, and uh, and I, I can give you more information about that as well but access to freedom was a new project because I have scholarshiped in the last six and a half years close to a million dollars um which is kind of my putting back into the universe what i stole sure um it's my way to make amends to god mm-hmm. uh, and his kids however i can't sustain that right obviously um and so access to freedom helps alleviate that that's by great giving men who don't have a shot all their only shot is either tdcj you know Justice. Right, uh, or the streets. Or the streets, or a homeless shelter, or state funded options, which people get sober there too, mm-hmm. but they also get connections there, and right. people are using there, mm-hmm. and it's a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't, uh, if I could afford it, um, I would send my daughter and sons anywhere but state funded options. Right. Unless, of course, They're given the solution, they choose not to use it. Right. And I'm not going to enable them. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we're super affordable compared to traditional treatment options because, A, we don't have to operate within their parameters. Uh, If you've had a loved one in rehab and they remove their consent, rescind their consent, the rehab cannot, the treatment center cannot call your loved ones. Mm. We don't operate under that. Mm -hmm. He can say, Don't call my family. I'm going to call their family. Right. And we operate completely with integrity and honesty. So if Junior is not doing well, or husband is not doing well, we say in, a, in our weekly updates, he's not doing well. Mm-hmm. He's bucking at this, and he's resisting that. Right. And, that
2: um, accountability. You know, we're, we're just honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, so access to freedom, yeah, back on track, access to freedom helps people get to place like ours instead of those state funded options or the streets um that's and the and the affordability i mean treatment today traditional treatment options clinical treatment options run at approximately in texas about twenty thousand dollars a month mm. so on a 90-day program if you don't have insurance you're looking at sixty thousand and north of that number also depending on what amenities right and that's what i tell people like when they're shopping when they're kicking tires i'm like When you go to their websites, look at what they're selling. Mm -hmm. Is it the pool? Is it equine therapy? You get to pet a horse. Right. Kayak therapy. You Mm -hmm. get to play in the water. Mm -hmm. Or they have a pool. Is that in the front page? Mm. Right. We don't have any of that. Right. We're not a. We're not a sixty thousand dollar amenity. You're not going to swim with dolphins. You're (laughs) not going to get a back rub. (laughs) Um, we're about no those c- Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, getting, we're getting men connected to God. It's not a vacation. Right,
1: saving lives. Uh,
0: occasionally, you'll see the men at the pool that we paint. Right, it's, know, the it's a community. a <laughs> community. Yeah, um, but it's certainly not ours, and it's not. We don't go every day. It's well, maybe That's twice a, a month. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but because it's peer driven, I've whittled the price down as low as I can mm-hmm. um, for. People to get in, um, and it's still out of reach for some, and I get that. Uh, but instead of sixty thousand for ninety days, we're fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's. Um, it's as low as I could get it, and keep sure. People and paid still keep and, the you know, lights keep on, keep food on the table. But so
1: all, all, someone has to do is just kind of reach out to you, and and mm-hmm. they, can, you can kind of guide them. And, and your facility might not be right for everybody. Right, but, right. And, but and and you'll be the first one to go. Mm. Yeah. But the great thing about I turn you a lot is of people you, away. you. Yeah. Well, not to. I, but you have enough experience and connection with recovery in the state of Texas, quite frankly, that you could probably refer them oh, or, absolutely. or at absolutely. least go, you might consider this or, you know,
2: absolutely. yeah. And at least
1: guide them. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful for you coming here today. I really, really am. Thank and, you. and, and like I said, I'm, I mean it when I say mad respect for you and um, you. what you're doing. And um, I just, I, I, you know, check out recovered and free, um, check out what they're doing. You accept donations.
0: At accesstofreedomtx.org. Access fr- okay, okay, yeah. good
1: deal. Okay, but if you want more information, seek out Don um, and learn about what he's doing over in Hubbard, Texas, because it matters. It really, really matters. And I'm, I'm so I'm, grateful. I'm so
0: glad to help. Listeners, I, I, I'm so glad to help, even if you don't come here. Like, if you want coaching, if you want answers or maybe – questions mm-hmm. to ask the potential rehab that you want to go to i will help I, I you don't have to come to my center to get help right you don't have to be an addict or an alcoholic well, again, you that just need support just call
1: goes on to show your um, character
0: you know i want to help even if it's being this tiny little cog that connects somebody else to some other organization and you know if i could play just the most insignificant role mm-hmm. in somebody's life just put one little brick into the entire house that right. is their spiritual experience or their recovery worth it i'm yeah. ready worth you it. Know, call call me i'm ready
1: you got it thank you don thank, thank you I appreciate thanks you. for having me so much you're welcome thank you for listening to purpose-driven sobriety i'm christine and i'm an alcoholic thanks for listening to purpose-driven sobriety keep coming back